2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1037 weei Southern New England Sports Original.
1: You know, Nick, I did not mention during the update that the United States is just getting destroyed what? by the Europeans at the Ryder Cup over in Italy. Nine and a half to two and a half, Ugh. the score, Europe leading the U.S., as they play the afternoon matches now over in Italy. I mean,
3: what a no-show by the Americans. Just awful. Getting smoked. And <laughs> and it almost made me want to root for Europe yesterday when I will always root for my country. But when Brooks kept coming out after they get smoked on day one yep. and is bitching about John Rahm fist-pumping and celebrating after he eagled twice in the last three holes. Yeah hey, Brooks, do something about it, one. And two, don't go out in the morning on Saturday after you do that and lose nine and seven. They didn't even make it through 11 holes. I know, I know. Like, dude. Yeah, Brooksie's a guy that's –
1: Keep your mouth shut and just play. Early on in his career when he started winning majors, he was a guy that you could embrace as a golf fan, but – Later in his career, you know, the feud with DeChambeau and now the move to live golf, and he's kind of feeling himself a little bit too much, if you will. He's, well, he's kind of turned me off as, as
3: a fan. I was a fan of his, and now he's kind of annoying. Well, you watched Full Swing, the Netflix documentary, right? I did not watch okay. it, Okay, no. Yeah, watch that. You'll have a different opinion on Brooks Kepka. He's okay. just not he, – all this stuff is not surprising because – it's sort of part of his personality, and it's like, I, I just, I can't stand him. And I just, I don't like people that come out, call somebody else out for celebrating a great shot. When rum I mean, he was, van- those, those were two fantastic shots. yeah, And clutch, those guys, Europe has been clutch so far. They've yeah. just put the heat on the U.S., and the U.S. has melted. The one guy who I thought maybe yesterday actually played well was the guy that was sort of on the bubble for the team. And that was Justin Thomas. I thought he at least sort of kept them in it yesterday. Did you see
1: the shot he hit from, like, the junk, the fescue, when he was playing with Spieth? I I could not believe that he hit that shot onto the green. Yeah. Yeah the way that he did. But right. you're right. They, they, you know, Thomas and Speeth the, the reason they picked Thomas, and I didn't like to pick either because, quite frankly, he didn't deserve it. That should have been Keegan Bradley's should have been Keegan Bradley's, yeah. I understand why they did, though. He and Speeth have been really, really good as partners in the Ryder Cup, yeah. like almost unbeatable. So I get it. Um, and, and they didn't send them out in the morning. I was surprised because that's been record-wise your best team in recent Ryder Cups. And they, they sat them in the morning, and they got drilled in the morning. Uh, by the way, right now uh, there are three matches out on the course and a fourth that is team, actually four, now four matches out on the course. The Americans lead two and two others are tied. The U.S. almost needs to take four points this afternoon to even have a chance going into yeah, the yes. singles matches tomorrow.
3: Right, exactly. It's nine and a half, two and a half. Like, yeah. you need 14 and a half to win. I mean, Europe is just. I mean, they're on cruise control. The thing is, they just—they've been hitting the big shots. Europe, that's the thing. Even a, even the putt by Justin Rose to end the day yesterday. I mean, those two last matches. It, it could have been. At one point, I thought it was going to be five and a half, two and a half. Which, getting out of the first day, okay, you don't have a great morning. At least that's not too shabby. No, it's respectable. Give, yeah, you, give you, yourself a you, chance. You, yep. you lose a full point at the end of the day. Yep. I mean, like, oh my goodness. So they just. There's no clutchness to this US team and meanwhile Europe who has a lot of new guys to the Ryder Cup is absolutely left and right hitting big shots feeding off the crowd you know I, I look I know it's not a it's not a home game if you will for the US but you know, you got to show up more than they have. It's It's been a smoke job.
1: All right, we get football on the table to start. If Certainly, if you want to talk about the Ryder Cup, you are welcome to do so. 401-777-1037. The phone number. We'll kick it off with Joe in Rhode Island. Good morning, Joe. You're first up on Cordishian Coit on WEI.
0: Good morning, good morning. What's up, Joe? You know, Joe? Scott, you you make me laugh, buddy, when you say, you know, the guy can still coach. Uh, are you talking about when Brady was here Oh, like when he's still coaching the nineties. No, 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 Joe, no, 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 Joe, no, no, Joe, Joe. No, no, let me let me, no. Let no, me no, no. No, no. No,
1: no. You asked me a question. Let me answer the question, Joe. Let
0: me Let me answer it. Question, it. No, me me answer me it. Me okay, me. you didn't let listen let me to me. Let I'll you let see, you finish after I answer your question. Did you see him go? Did you see Belichick go for the first down, of fourth and three inside the inside the twenties, and going for again the three point? Do you see him going for? Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick has lost it, okay? Then he benches his best wide receiver, the rookie there, for fumbling. Well, did he bench Elliott when Elliott uh, fumbled the ball? No. This guy, this guy is not with the times. He's, He's old school. It doesn't work anymore. Belichick needs to go, Belichick needs to go. And that's all right, all
1: I got. You, you spoke in your mind. Good. Let him go, Joe, and I will respond. He, I do think Bill Belichick can still coach. I think his game plans in the first three games are pretty damn solid. Gave them a chance to be two very good teams, two elite NFL teams, and they won the third game against the Jets. So yes, I do think he can still coach. Now you bring up some of his past coaching faux pas, as, as I think you believe they are. I agreed with his fourth down decision against Peyton Manning and the Colts because I thought that he knew his defense couldn't stop Peyton Manning. Do you remember that when they went yeah. for it fourth down and the pass to Kevin Faulk and he was oh, stopped yeah. short? Yeah. I agreed with that call because he knew if we, he gave the ball back to Manning, it didn't matter if he gave it to Manning on his own 10 or at the 37-yard line of New England, he knew his defense couldn't stop Peyton Manning in that offense. So I agreed
3: with that call. So uh, between all the yelling here, uh, let me just clean yeah, up my ears. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, The the fourth down, I think Joe was referring to, was week one against the Eagles when it was, what, early fourth quarter. They probably could have kicked a field goal. Yeah, like nine minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, I I didn't agree with that decision. I didn't either. Yeah, I don't think that was the right decision. Yep. Um, I think it was a little too aggressive. They should have taken the points. Um,
1: Was it fourth and 18, though?
3: uh, No, not that one. There was another one where they easily could have kicked a field goal, and they went for it, and and it— I don't know why they did. I, fourth it was like, and 18, though? I don't. No, it wasn't fourth that. and 18. But that's it what he said, situation. fourth and 18. I, I, well, I think he another... needs to switch to decaf, Scott. Well, there was another fourth and 18 that they went for that wasn't a smart move either. They should have punted. I think it was near midfield after they took a penalty. Um, the one that I'm thinking of is, I can't remember what it was, fourth and something with nine minutes to go. They should have kicked a field goal. They were in that, you know. It was fourth and three. They were in the puke zone, if you will. Um, yeah, and they sh- I, I, So I, I there were some decisions there that I didn't like. Look,
1: there um, are things. Can you nitpick things oh, about yeah, Belichick? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Just like you can about any coach yeah. Okay, during a game. But big picture, do I think the guy can still coach? Yes, I do.
3: Look at his defense. Like, I'm with you on that because look at his defense. I, I, I think his defense is still playing well. It's still elite. Um, but Bill's blind spots are finding you know elite skill position talent, and he hasn't been able to do that. Um, And
1: I agree with him on Demario Douglas, too. And I said that week one, if you were listening, Joe, to the show, I didn't think that Demario Douglas should have been banished to the bench for the rest of that game either for getting strip-sacked from behind or fumbled, yeah, from behind. So, uh, look, I'm with you on certain things. I'll nitpick Belichick when I think he's wrong. But big picture, do I think he can still coach? Yes, I
3: do. Defensively, definitely. Um, Offensively, I think it's good that he has a Bill O'Brien because I think a Bill O'Brien is a guy that can coach offense. Um, and that's essentially what you've needed here is a guy that can basically run the offense, be the head coach of the offense. Um, they just, again, they need to get themselves, you know, uh, going a little bit, one, and two, they need more elite talent.
1: All right. Period. Let's say hello to Dan and Cranston. Good morning, Dan. You're next on Cordishian Coit on WEEI.
4: I can make Joe feel better. There was a time where Josh McDaniels would have been the head coach here. That would be a lot worse.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. how's how are things looking for Josh out not, in Las Vegas? Not, not very good. good. And by the way, the stuff with Chandler I think Jones is I think scary. he should
4: be the one in concussion protocol right now. To be honest with you, but wow. you know, I, they call him McDummy and McDoofus out there. I guess for a reason. I haven't paid attention and you know too much until this year. But uh, I don't know. What do you say? Uh, this, there's a lot of coaches who make stupid decisions. this League, I, I you know he's just another one of them. So. You appreciate what Belichick can do as a coach and what you had. You know, the roster building is a whole different thing, right?
3: Yeah, it's you have to separate Bill the GM and Bill the coach, I think, at times. And then, you know, Bill the GM, I think, is yeah. the one that's getting the brunt of the criticism. Yeah, there. Bill
1: the GM is the one that's letting Bill the coach down. Yeah.
4: I wanted to actually start this with a quick uh, quiz of you two. Okay. Uh, give me the quote. Uh, give me the the person who made the quote, who was it referenced to ubiquitous pond scum?
1: Ubiquitous. That was, uh, was that Dan? Shamsi? I know you're going to get
4: it. <laughs> Dan no, Sh- no, 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 Kevin Mannix. Oh, Kevin Mannix. Kevin That's Mannix. Right.
1: Okay. Kevin Mannix about, On the, Bill,
4: Belichick. Uh, about Bill Belichick. And yep. I'm actually, I want to make this quick, but I have another person. I'm talking to that. That's Kurt Schilling. Uh, yeah. I, I know you guys don't want to talk about it much, but just,
1: Let's leave it at
3: that. That's I, what he I, is. Uh, look, all right? I,
1: I, I, awful. W- what he did to his quote-unquote friend Tim Wakefield and his wife, just awful.
3: Dan, the only thing I'll say on it is I don't care what sport you played. I don't care what you did in that sport. I don't care what you uh, your beliefs are off the field, whether it's your religious beliefs, whether it's your political beliefs. There's something called human decency, and that man lacks it, and that was proven this week, and that's yep. all I'll say about that.
4: Yeah, the world would be a better place with certain people not on it. He's one of them. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I've been up since like two o'clock, like an idiot, and I can't <laughs> even put into words uh, to see Scott. You and I, Nick and I, you and I could have gone out in that second match and scored just as bad, just as good as Kepka and and Scheffler did. And I think Sheffler. it was seven over and eleven holes. Oh. I mean. <laughs> That is unbelievable. You can, after, I, can, I don't even have an adjective to tell you how bad then, that was.
3: After he was bitching about rum I celebrating know. yesterday. That's what he does. That's how Brooks Kepka follows it up. Like, dude, come on. You're going to open your mouth. You better play well. Yikes.
4: So I was, the, the, there's there's rumblings that there is serious dissension in the U.S. locker room. And, I don't know how much this is true, but, like, there's a, if you go on Twitter or you, you Google around a bit, you, there's apparently pa- Patrick Cantlay has been bitching that they don't get paid to play in the Ryder Cup, and there's been a lot of dissension about it. And that was, they said, one of the reasons he wasn't wearing a hat today was in protest. I don't know how much of that stuff is true, okay. but you know what? Every year, you know, you can just see, like, the – the europeans just get it you know what i mean yeah, they just they, get they, it they they embrace, in the passion
1: they, yeah they embrace look it very rarely in golf do you get to play in a team format and they embrace the team mentality so much more than the americans do and it's obvious yeah. it is obvious the camaraderie that the european team has and 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 that the energy that they feed off of from the fans it's so different from the u.s and You know, what you just said about Cantlay, if that's true, that just kind of epitomizes it, you know. They're there because they want to represent their country and they want to play, you know, as a team. And the United States, it's, you know, it's 12 guys, 12 cabs, you know.
3: Yep.
4: From a golf perspective, though, one of the worst things that the, the way it's laid out now is a lot of those guys didn't play any competitive golf since the Tour Championship, which is four weeks ago. That's a huge problem, and a lot of the Europeans were still playing. Well, Dan, You can't take four weeks off.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Finish. I, I mean, I,
4: I – No, I'm dropping out. See you. Oh, up, yeah. okay, okay, so okay, Dan, thanks. They,
1: they should move the Ryder Cup, I think. You know, they, they've already moved the majors up because they don't want to compete with the NFL. They moved the FedEx Cup finish up because they don't want to compete with the NFL. Look, I haven't – I mean, I had it on my computer at my desk yesterday. Yeah. Today, I'm busy with college football. Today, I won't be able to see any of you today. Tomorrow, it's the NFL. I'm not watching the Ryder Cup When no. the NFL. I'll flip during commercials. That's it. Move the Ryder Cup. You can hold this event any time of the year. doesn't matter. And fans will get into it. Yeah. But the worst time to hold it is head-to-head with the National Football League. Yeah. So you can move the Ryder Cup, too. They need to consider that.
3: I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, find... Th- you can find the time. You move all the other tournaments around and whatnot. Like, you can you can move the Ryder Cup. It's once every, what, two years? Like, yep. Just just find a time where we're all going to watch. We'll all embrace it. Maybe the U.S. will embrace it more. There'll be more talk about it, more hype. Like, it wasn't hyped up at all. I was like, oh, yeah, the Ryder Cup's this weekend. Oh, my gosh. And then I looked at the scores yesterday. I watched the last part of the afternoon, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm probably good with this. Right. The U.S. is getting smoked. And then I looked at the scores this morning, and I'm definitely good with this. So, yeah, I, it it would help in terms of marketing it, the hype, and maybe the U.S. would embrace it a little bit more if that was the case.
1: No doubt. Dan, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. 401 777 1037, the phone number. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Kordeshi and Coit on WEEI.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.